0: Welcome to today's episode. I have an extremely, extremely special guest of mine um, by the name of Amelia Fortes. Uh, Our story goes back to 2012, uh, where we met shortly after um, I dropped out of college and got introduced to an unbelievable opportunity uh, to work with an organization that was partnered with the Rich Dad organization at the time. And... um, and you know, we'll, we'll get into that story here in just a bit, but uh, just a little bit about Amelia. She is um, a licensed hypnotherapist, she's also the founder um, of Self Love Story, an unbelievable program that's all about personal development and self love. Uh, but without taking the fire from her, I'd like to introduce you all to Amelia. So, welcome, Amelia, to the Gen Hype Edutainment platform. How are you today?
1: Hey, what's up? Thanks so much for having me, Reese. And hey, everyone listening.
0: Awesome. 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 So, yeah, I just kind of wanted this to be as organic as possible. Um, obviously, you know, you and I go back uh, quite a few years, um, you know, just back to to that opportunity. I, I just kind of want to hear from you. Like what what has um just on the topic of entrepreneurship and, you know, building personal wealth and building a personal brand, things of that nature. I know that your is really on self-love uh, personal development. What does that mean to you? What does that look like to you?
1: Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it is very much in alignment with building a personal brand and personal wealth and generational wealth, which I know is what your podcast is about. And, Just ask anyone, main goals for people are to have significant, deep, intimate, profound interpersonal relationships, romantically and otherwise, to have enough wealth to sustain their lifestyle and then some, their family's lifestyle, and to find meaning and purpose and passion in their careers or their line of work, whatever they choose to do. And so those are like the three main things that I actually help people with through my platform and through my online group programs and my one-on-one coaching. And the one common thread that I see that really, really helps people that is necessary, that Supports people in getting exactly what they want in terms of relationships, career, business, and wealth is self love. And yes, it is possible to create those things without self love, but they're not as fulfilling, they're not as profound, they're not as meaningful. And I've been in the personal development world now for, gosh, over 20 years now. Like I've been doing personal development since I was a kid. So i've seen the the main thing that people want and people really need that's the deep deep core thing they need is is self-love self-trust self-confidence self-compassion because without those things relationships money career it it doesn't really doesn't really vibe as well when you don't love yourself you know yeah
0: yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely well um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. But I'm, you know, I, I am a little curious, like, what really started that journey for you? Um, like, at, at what point in your journey did you realize, hey, you know, all these, all these external things can be achieved, but what I really need to focus on, what I really need to start with is the internal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I think, one, I think it's always been natural to me, I Been a questioner, you know, like I i was that six year old, seven year old little girl sitting in front of class at CCD. For those of you who don't know, I was raised Catholic, and CCD is like the Sunday school that you go to to learn about religion if you go to public school. Because if you Mm. go to Catholic school, you already learn about that, but if you go to public school, then you need to go to CCD to learn about Catholicism and all of that. And so I was that seven year old girl sitting in front of class, like learning about my first communion and questioning everything. Like basically asking my like my poor teacher, like, does that make sense? Why is that? Why do we why do we say that this is what Jesus believes? Or why do we say this? And and my teacher didn't have many answers for me, but I've always been a questioner. And mm. and I I followed the cookie cutter plan that I was taught by society and my culture and my parents to success and that cookie cutter plan was you do well in school, you get good grades, you graduate with honors or whatever, you get your college degree and then you find this salary job where you get a good pension plan and good benefits. And then you work there until you're old enough to retire. And then when you retire, then you can be happy. And when you follow this plan, you're going to be blissfully happy and feel successful. That's like the dream that I was sold. And I think a lot of us were sold. And so I followed that plan. And what I found really quickly by the time I was maybe like 22, so out of college, but in the quote unquote working real world for a couple of years I found, oh, no, this does not automatically make you happy or feel mm. successful. And so I was like, how, how can I not be happy? And how, how am I not feeling successful when I literally did everything everyone told me? And that's when I was like, well, what everyone told me probably isn't true for everyone at least it wasn't for me and so as the questioner that I that I am and that I've always been I was like how do I so how do I find happiness how do I feel successful and being that questioner and being the open-minded person that I am it brought opportunities for personal development to me in the form of articles books mentors Um, You know, support groups like affinity groups and also like actual experiential transformational learning workshops and being open minded and wanting answers to those questions. I tried everything and nothing really helped transform me and support my success like transformational workshops and like having actual coaches and healers and mentors um, support me through my blind spots. So that that's how I became obsessed with personal development since I was like twenty. Well, like I said, I've been in personal development my whole life. But like,
0: yeah.
1: like when I was at that twenty-two, around that age, um, I just really would do workshops and classes and group support groups and every like I have no shame. Like I think a lot of people think, oh, if I do those things, then it means something. I don't know. But mm. I'm like, look, I'm finding answers. I want happiness. I want success. I'm going to do what it takes. And um, nothing has supported me like those kinds of workshops and groups.
0: Sure, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've also participated in a few of those uh, types of workshops as well. Uh, in fact, you were the one who who has encouraged me to step into to that field. Um, but I, I, I am curious, um, like what just tangibly, what, what have been some of your favorite uh, experiences that you've had? What have been, you know, and also what are, what have been some of the most challenging personal development uh, experiences that you've had just along your journey and getting to where you are now?
1: Like through the workshops or like in life? In
0: life in <laughs> general. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, gosh, I'll say So the main three areas of life that I support my clients with are the three areas of life where I've had the most challenges. So one is romantic relationships. Mm. Two is finances. Um, And three is my career and my business. Those have been the most challenging things for me. And the growth that I've had through the support that I've had from people along the way and the difficult lessons that I've had to learn along the way have given me the ability to support others through similar or you know their own challenges. Um, and just to kind of outline some of the biggest ones, I can name like one in each category. So first was with like career and business. And so, like I said, I followed that cookie cutter plan and that cookie cutter plan got me a degree in computer engineering from NYU and a almost 10 year run on wall street. So I was working for one of the big banks on wall street, totally looked successful on paper, you know, had the suits, the nice shoes, the nice outfits, the nice paycheck, but I Mm. absolutely did not feel fulfilled on the inside. And so that was a big challenge for me to come to terms with the fact that, even though society and my resume says I'm really successful, my insides, my heart, my soul is like, I am not happy. And so the biggest challenge there was, am I gonna go for happiness or am I gonna go for cookie cutter success, which actually wasn't real success in my book because I didn't feel successful. Mm. I didn't feel passionate, I didn't feel fulfilled and I didn't feel that my life had meaning. And I think more than anything, in terms of career and business, we wanna feel fulfilled and passionate and like our life has meaning. And so that was one of my biggest challenges, the search for meaning. And as the search for meaning and purpose led me to becoming an entrepreneur, um, which is not an easy road. Any entrepreneur will tell you that. It's not for everyone. Uh, you, You really have to have passion and purpose and meaning to make that work. Or you really have to have a strong why to make that work. And especially when that goes against what your family believes is success. So that was one of the biggest challenges for me was leaving Wall Street. And I actually left Wall Street when hiring was really was really low, like there was a freeze. Like this was like, you know, two thousand eight through two thousand twelve, when like the markets were crashing and all of that stuff, and like those big um, companies were needing to get bailed out. Like when all of that was like going to hell. Um, that's when I left, and so people were like, "You're crazy," and and I was like, "I might be, but also this is my life, and I yeah. need to follow." What matters to me, um, and so I had to go against what everyone was telling me, and so many people were telling me I was crazy, looking at me like I was stupid. So that's challenging, you know. That's challenging to follow your heart and your gut and what you know is right for you when the rest of the world is looking at you like you're nuts. Um, Absolutely.
0: So it it almost it almost sounds like just taking a, a huge leap of faith and and kind of figuring it out along mm-hmm. the way.
1: Absolutely. Like, I mean, a a huge leap of faith, but also facing people like Mm. facing your own demons and your own like worries and fears about it that are on the inside. Like as if the inside demons weren't bad enough. Now you've got like family, like my mom literally had like dozens of people call me.
0: Wow. Like
1: try to convince me not to leave wall street. And that's like, me i was so mad at her like it was, it was such an invasion of privacy like she literally gave my... enough, she told all my family members to do it and you know i'm filipino we got a big fat filipino family so i had like my older cousins, my titas, my titos, that's aunts and uncles in Filipino. Mm-hmm. I had my brother, my brothers and sisters calling me. Well, actually just one sister, but, um, and then like her friends, like her church friends. And I'm like, who the heck are these people calling me? And it's just, it, it was hard. And, and I finally had to just put my foot down and tell all these people, you know, the quote unquote grownups in my life, like I'm a grownup now. And this like, I got to do what's right for me. Like, I can't live my life for you. And that sounds like all good and well, but that's not an easy thing to do. I Especially as a child of immigrant parents, like, all we want is to make our parents proud and happy. I don't think that's just an immigrant parent thing. I think that's just every like we all want to make our parents proud and happy and so it's hard when our dreams and our purpose and our meaning goes against what our parents think is right and we mm. really just have to like stand up for ourselves and it's it's hard that's a hard hard um not to untangle and especially with immigrant parents who you know they worked hard to leave their country to come here and build a better life for you and so you know like you can't help but feel selfish and ungrateful when you don't follow what they say. But like at the end of the day, like let's be real when the older people are dead and gone. Like we, like at the end of the day, you're the only one going to bed with yourself.
0: Mm. Not
1: Not your spouse, not your parents, not your sister, not your brother, not your children. You're the one that has to live with yourself. And that will be staying up at night if you didn't follow your dreams. And so that's, that's the challenge. And that's the self love, right? Like yeah. I gotta love myself enough to follow what I know is right in my gut and in my heart. And and it's gotta be it it's yeah.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it was uh I mean in in a way it's it, it can be very terrifying, but like you say, you know, you at, at the end of the day, you know, you're the only one who's gonna go to sleep with yourself and wake up with yourself. Nobody else can do anything for you. Um yeah. So okay, I'm 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 starting to get a a better picture of uh, where you were in the beginning stages. So after you left Wall Street, what was that next? What was that first big move for you? I, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah. Well. Um. So and before I even go into that, because I do want to touch on like the romantic relationship side of it, because mm. I think that's significant too. Because you did ask like, why self love and how did I find that? Absolutely. I would say even even more than the story I just told you about leaving wall street was, was the romantic side of it. So Mm. when I was in college from ages 19 to 21, so this was even before I left wall street, I was in a very abusive relationship and Mm. you know, anyone that's been in an abusive relationship, knows how you get into it anyone that's never been in one has no idea but just real quick like it's not like you meet someone and then they treat you like crap the first day and then you're like oh I don't want to be with this person it's like a very insidious slow process that wears you down over time and then you find yourself in this situation that you can't get out of and that's what happens to me um He was very verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, manipulative, uh, gaslit me, like just all the things, like anything you look up for emotional or for abusive domestic relationship, like he picked all the boxes. And, you know, I was only 19 when I got with him. And so it's just, I was young. I didn't know any better. I didn't have the support to like get out of that. And it, it was a really crazy, crazy, tumultuous time. And um, when I finally got out of it and, you know, I don't think we have time to go through the whole story here, but I definitely have podcasts somewhere where I go through all the nitty gritty details of that story. Um, But when I got out of it, one of the things that struck me, like I said, I've always been a questioner. So I remember sitting home alone in my bedroom sitting in my bed just sitting up like what the heck did I just go through Mm. like what the heck just happened to me and the question that came up like I said questioner was like what what person like who did I who was I being and what kind of person did I think I was that caused me to even choose a relationship like that, to to stay in a relationship like that, to wow. be in a relationship like that, which is it's like a pretty mature thing to ask. But that's the question. Like I said, yeah, I've been absolutely. a my whole life. So I'm a professional questioner, but that's the question that came up for me of like, okay, yeah, he sucks. He's a terrible person. But let's put him aside for a second. Like, who was I being? Mm. What did I feel and believe about myself that had me even allow
0: that into my life. Wow. You know, that, that's so applicable, not only in the context of relationship, but just in general, the, the ability to look at yourself in the mirror and just really figure out who you are. Yeah. And, um, I, I think that's a, a huge starting point before getting into anything, a relationship, a, a, a new endeavor, um, just even stepping outside of your comfort zone, just really knowing who you are to begin with. So that, that that's very profound, especially at the age of 19, to go through the experience that you went through. Um Yeah,
1: it was intense. And like the one of the answer, I mean many answers came through, but one of the answers that came through was like it I must like how self-loathing does mm-hmm. one have to be to allow someone in their life that abuses them relentlessly. Wow. wow. Because What I've learned is we we allow people to abuse us to the level that we abuse ourselves. Wow. Because think about it, right? Like if someone treats you worse than you treat yourself, you would be like, I ain't here for that. (laughs) You'd be like, bye. Like it would be easy to say goodbye to that person because you're like, no way, no one treats me like this. But if you're allowing, a certain type of treatment, that just means you're probably worse to yourself. Yeah. And so that was a very like looking at that in the mirror, you know, and by this time that I got out of that relationship, I was like 20, 21 at this point. And I was like, wow, what kind of self-loathing like was that? Like, how much do I not love myself?
0: So what what was some of the work that you did to to move past that, to grow past that?
1: Yeah, so so basically, the point that I'm getting to is because your your very very first question was like, how, why self love, and so when it's like, how self loathing was I? It's like, well, what's the antidote to self loathing? Well, it's self love. Mm,
0: so that's
1: good. And then answer your your next question about like, how did I move through that? It's like the question first starting with the question. Mm-hmm. So how do I go from self loathing to self love? Wow. And and that. Required a process <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of years, you know, getting the support that I needed, whether it was those workshops that I mentioned, going to transformational workshops, classes, um, reading books, right? Speaking to supportive mentors and coaches, um. Going to therapy and and support groups, you know. I I had counseling after after that relationship, um, and just keep going, you know. And like faith in God, faith in spirit, faith in self. Mm. Um, the other thing too, I would say that really like the when you say like okay, what happened next, like after that relationship, I would say. And this is what I tell a lot of people, like, how do you rebuild yourself after like being knocked down really badly? And I'll say, find something that brings you like joy, just like limitless, profound, don't even have to try joy. Because the thing is, no matter how knocked down you are, it can feel like your fire has gone out, but it hasn't gone out because it only goes out when you're dead. Mm, I would even say, even not, right? Your spirit still lives on if that's what you believe. But let's say, like, your human existence here on this earth. The fire only goes out when you're dead. So if you're still alive, if you're still breathing, if you're still going, you still got a little bit of fire in there. Maybe it's some embers, maybe it's some glowing coals underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. And so find something that brings you just profound joy that will light that spark again. And for me, I will tell you what saved my life after this abusive relationship that really, not, to, not even being dramatic or exaggerating, almost killed me. Mm. because it did get physical at a, at a certain point okay. Um, was dance. I, I found a dance team. You know, my best friend was starting up a dance team, had no idea what was going on in my life. And actually he wasn't like my best, best friend at this point. He was just someone that I knew. And he and I hadn't spoken for a couple of years because we like met in some high school youth group. And then through college, we kind of lost touch. And um, but after this relationship and I had just graduated college, he messages me and he's like, hey, Amelia, like re- I remember how we used to love to dance back in high school while well, I'm starting this dance team and I would love for you to come audition. So he had no idea what I had just been through. Wow. Um, but I always say he saved my life. Love you, Jake. I'm going <laughs> to you um he did he saved my life and he had no idea you know he was definitely an angel in my life at that time and so that's what I'd say to be open to the angels in your life and let them save you like for real for real and so because of who Jake is and was at the time and just how just positive and uplifting like he and had no idea what I had just been through no like I had I I had isolated all my friends at this point, too, because if any of you know, being in an abusive relationship means they isolate you from your entire support group. Mm. So you have nobody. So I literally felt like I had. I mean, I didn't actually have nobody. I felt like I had nobody. And he just is like, come, we'll pick you up. Like he just like he made it so easy. He's like, come to the audition. We'll pick you up. Do you still live in the same house? We'll come get you. I was like, (laughs) yes. And I got to go to this like whole new group of people who loved to dance. And we just learned some choreography. We had some food. Um, It was also like around his birthday. So we celebrated his birthday. It was just like good times. And I was just like, oh, my God. I had been in this dark hole for so long that I forgot what joy felt like. And I forgot that I was deserving of joy.
0: Wow. That's so good. That's so good.
1: And... I remembered that I was still deserving of joy and that I still had joy inside of me. Cause I literally also thought all the joy died, but just, from dancing with that crew and actually with that crew, we, we won our first dance competition. It was insane. We had no, like we were just a brand new crew and we like won this huge dance competition. And we just, I just like, I actually got into a relationship with someone in that dance group who was like, just a, it was a wonderful relationship. we I mean, were not together anymore. This was years ago, but um, that, that man is still a wonderful person. We're still friends today. Like I just, those people, I still, you know, we're not like, best friends right now but like it's it's always like a great time in my life and I'll always remember it too as the time in my life that saved me from one of the darkest times in my life Wow! and it required and like back to the whole point like it required self-love for me to say yes to that opportunity
0: absolutely absolutely so what what are some what are some other opportunities you know as as you began to say uh, you know yes to to more of yourself what are some mm-hmm. other opportunities that that opened up like like when you left wall street what what was an opportunity that that had opened up for you that you loved yourself enough to say yes to
1: yeah that's such a great great question i mean so much opened up and i love how you asked that question because you know people ask me how have i been able to manifest and create what i've created in my life and I really just have a simple answer. First, I decided that I wanted something and then I didn't accept anything else. Like, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to get. Um, and, and, but also like with not having so much control around what the actual result looked like. Mm. But um, some of the things that opened up was like, I, realized I I just I missed performing and I missed entertaining and I also like love to educate like I'm just a natural teacher like one of my core archetypes is the hierophant I I don't know I think I always say that wrong but (laughs) the hierophant is one of the major arcana in the tarot or the tarot however you say it but it's the teacher and so I I have that archetype within me and so I love teaching I love speaking I love entertaining I've always just been like put me on a stage and I'm going to wow the crowd kind of thing and wall street certainly did not give me opportunities to do that um and so i was like i want to do that again and i found um rich dad poor dad which i know is a book that you talk about a lot and i remember reading it and that also so, so like speaking about money you know it really altered my relationship with money and it was just one of those books where it's like full stop like why doesn't everyone know this information? Mm. Like everyone in the world needs to read this book. And so I dove deep into that world, like the community of people who are Rich Dad Poor Dad fans. Mm. And at the time, at least wherever I was, I didn't see a lot of young people like me. So now at this time, I'm like still early 20s. And so I was like, there's no young people. And I'm not saying that there wasn't, I'm just saying wherever I was, it was all like older people, married couples, like stuff like that. And so I was like more young people need to know this information. And so I immediately was like, I wanna be able to bring these messages and these teachings to young people all over the world kind of thing yeah. and um it was something that I, I wanted and I didn't know how it would manifest but I was a yes to that as a possibility and because I was a yes to that as a possibility I became a magnet for opportunities that brought me closer to that and so um, I eventually had a mentor in real estate. I started my own real estate investment business. I had a business partner. We were both, you know, around the same age, young 20 something women. And so of course we like made a splash in the community. Cause like I said, most of the people were older and we were just these two young girls, like, hi, we invest in real estate, like, you know? Wow. And so we, we created quite a buzz in the community and people wanted to meet us. And our mentor was really, bu- like had our back and was an advocate for us and was like you know kim kiyosaki well i don't know if she's still kim kiyosaki but kim who was robert's wife at the time or still is, i don't know what's going on with them that's another but, story um, it's, yeah so anyway but sh- she you know so while robert kiyosaki the guy who wrote rich dad poor dad was like the about rich dad poor dad Kim was like all about rich women and empowering women in finance and all of that. And so our mentor was like, Kim would love to meet you girls. Cause you're just like, you represent exactly what rich woman is all about. You know, like young women just like getting out there and taking control of their finances and making different choices and learning about new ways to deal with money. And so we were like, heck yeah, we want to meet Kim. And so um, we had an opportunity to meet Kim. And at the same time, so I guess, like, Robert was there, too. And so he saw us, like, meeting Kim. And so Robert comes over. And so we're like, oh, my gosh, Robert, too. So we meet Robert. We meet Kim. And then we meet this other guy, Tony, who was currently bringing rich dad principals to colleges and universities all over the united states Wow! and so it was like a one two three punch like we just thought we were gonna meet kim but we ended up meeting robert and tony and you know tony meets us and he's been looking he had been looking for other young people to spread the the lessons because you know he at the time he was like a 40 something white guy you know and he was like we need young meat we need young blood on these streets um and (laughs) you know my ex-business partner at, at the time and me we were more than happy to be the young blood on the streets and so we had this amazing opportunity and traveled around the united states we got like this all expenses paid trip to hawaii to teach rich dad principles at this like adult summer camp in Hawaii. And I had never been to Hawaii. Um, So I was able to go there. I was able to just travel all around the country. And I spoke on stages for like hundreds and a few times, like thousands of people. Um, I got trained to be a powerful facilitator on stage um, for big groups of people, as well as for smaller intimate groups. And um, I didn't just talk about money. We also talked about leadership, relationships. Um, We also went to colleges, right? So uh, alcohol awareness, sexual assault awareness, all those types of things. And we did that for quite a few years. And that actually is what sparked me to eventually start thinking about creating my own brand where I could teach what I wanna teach, which I wanted to teach those things that I was teaching Mm -hmm. with this other group of people. But there were also other things that I I wanted to teach my own way, like spirituality and astrology and tarot and oracle cards and sexuality and masculine feminine energy and relationships and dating. So that's what kind of, I I started to build my own brand while I was still traveling the country. at the colleges. And then eventually I just did my own brand. And now that's, that's self love story. And so self love story has been going strong for four years now. Uh, It is a global online platform that teaches self love to help people elevate their dating and romantic life, their money, their bank account, their finances, their abundance and their career and their business. And I have clients from all over the world and it's a, yeah, it's an amazing global online platform that reaches thousands of people Abs- every day.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, that <laughs> your story is unbelievably one of my favorites um, because I mean, just just think about all these experiences that you've had um, you know, I I actually met you along the way. Um, you yes, know, with
1: dirty.
0: <laughs> I I met you along the way during the um, during the the or with the with Tony and and the mm-hmm. experience with uh, Robert and and Kim. And I mean, by the time I met you, I just knew I just always saw you as this fearless, uh, this fearless person. But look at how so much has opened up to you and where you are now, all because. You said yes to yourself. And I I just really want to highlight that because before before you can even accomplish any of these great uh, feats, great activities, whatever, you know, whatever that big vision is, um, you know, you you have to say yes to yourself first. And um, I, I think that was by far the most profound part of the story.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for saying that. I've I received that, I hear that. And yeah, you definitely met me along the way. So you've seen me go through many chrysalis, cocoon <laughs> moments and emerge as different kinds of butterflies along the way. <laughs> um, and I I don't wanna skip over that either. It is it is about saying yes to yourself and the, even more like final than that, or I don't know what the right way to, but it's, it's about deciding. Mm. And I think it's such a simple step. And honestly, we all forget it. And I say we all because I even forget it. Like, even for me, like, I I just recently launched a program. And I was really nervous about it. Um, You know, launches are always make people nervous. Just ask anyone who's ever launched anything, like even billionaires are nervous about launches. Um, And I realized I was like, Oh, crap, I I didn't decide that this launch was going to be successful. I just like jumped into what I needed to do. And I forgot to like decide that this was going to be successful.
0: Wow. And,
1: And that it sounds so simple, but I promise you, like any of you listening, think of any time that you like just started doing something and you were like really nervous about it or feeling all the feels and just kind of going through the motions and like, have a lot of fear and worry and anxiety about anything, ask yourself, well, did I first decide that this was gonna be successful? Did I first decide that I was going to rock this no matter what? And I promise you, you probably didn't because we skip over that. And like that's also like you like saying yes to yourself, but also deciding that it was gonna work out. And what I realized always looking back on that story of like how I met Robert and Kim and everything, because people are always like, How the heck did you do that? And I was like, I remember pretty clearly when I was reading the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, like I decided, I was like, I am going to teach this to young people. I don't that's know so how. Good but I'm going to do it. Like, I just, it was, there was no other option.
0: That's so good. That's so, so good. Well, um, just to respect your time and everybody's time. um, I, you know, I've I've heard a lot in personal development, whether it be self-help books or, um, or uh, personal development programs or what, whatever the case, even business opportunities uh, in the world of networking, they always say, what's your why right you you gotta have something big enough to to push you so just out of pure curiosity what if i may ask what's your why or if even if you have multiple like what what are those things that drive you um to to keep going to keep saying yes to yourself to keep making these decisions
1: Oh, that's such a good question. And I'm so glad you asked that because that also is another thing that most people skip over. And like, we wonder why we burn out or why we, we don't have the steam to go for something that we thought we wanted. And a lot of times it is because you didn't have a why or your why isn't strong enough. Mm -hmm. Like the why has to be so strong that you will crawl through glass to make it happen. Um, so it's such a good question and absolutely you can ask me my, my why, what the main thing of my why. Um, so you can't see my face, those of you listening, but I'm Filipino, I look Filipino, so that's why I think <laughs> So I'm Filipino American and I, you know, the personal development and spirituality world is very important to me. And so is representation. And if any of you follow any of my work, like it's, I'm, I'm a big, proponent of representation in in media and there are no like who's prominent in the spiritual earthy crunchy woo woo world like a bunch of white women Deepak Chopra Oprah Winfrey and some white guys Mm. and I just if it's gonna be me then it's gonna be me or if it's not gonna be it's not gonna be me but that is one why that keeps me going like I want to be that representation for all the young Filipino women who are dying to see someone who looks like them prominent in this industry, whether they know it or not. And actually, I did fulfill my life purpose because about a month or two ago, I got a DM on Instagram from someone who was like, Hey Amelia, I don't know how I found your work, but I'm so glad I did because it's so cool to see a Filipina in this industry, like making it happen. Wow. Because she's Filipino too. And I'm telling you, when I got that DM, Reese, I don't even know if I told you this story. No, but like you haven't. I, I cried because I was like, this is why I do this. Oh
0: my goodness. Because
1: I want like young Filipino women who who are probably going through the same thing that I went through of like, no, you should be a nurse or a doctor, mm-hmm. but they want to be in this field. They want to be in coaching. They want to be in personal development. They want to use their life and their talent and their experience to help better the lives of others in that way. Absolutely. And it's possible. And that's the, that's the beautiful thing about representation because I learned, actually learned this term social annihilation mm. sounds like really intense yeah, because it that? is. Yeah, so it, it's um, social annihilation is when you don't see yourself represented in the media you consume, you automatically think that you're not important. Wow, that is so good. That is mm-hmm. so good. And and it's so true because I I mean growing up in in america the way that i did no one looked like me now more and more people look like me sort of like in media like on netflix at least but growing up they didn't and when i read that definition i was like yes i absolutely did automatically think that i must not be important and so we need to see ourselves represented in the media that we consume and that's why regardless of how i feel about myself or my demons or my fears like i'm going to put my face out there because i want people to see I want people to see me and be like, oh my gosh, like she looks, and it's, it's also been pretty cool. Like even before that Filipino woman reached out to me on Instagram, when I was traveling the country to colleges, I would notice who would come up to me and want to take pictures with me and want to like, ask me about my career. And they were all young women of color and young gay men of color. Wow. Those are kind of like people who gravitate towards me, but it was like, Yeah, these young women of color are seeing another young woman of color on stage and teaching Mm. hundreds and thousands of people and automatically feel in their soul, I can do that too. That's
0: so, so good. That's so so good.
1: It's so good. We need to see ourselves represented. Otherwise, we render ourselves unimportant.
0: Right. Wow, 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 wow. Man. that's my why
1: is that big enough <laughs> yes big enough.
0: absolutely absolutely look amelia we've known each other for eight it feels like a lifetime but we we've known each other for for quite some time you're one of my best friends yes. um and i swear like i i have so many more questions that i want to ask this conversation can just go on for so much longer but again just to respect your time because i know you're a busy woman Um, We'll be
1: back for another episode. It's all good.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, just to finish off this episode here, where can everybody find you?
1: Absolutely. So, um, AmeliaFortes.com is my website you can also go there selflovestory.com in case you're like i don't know how to spell that so <laughs> selflovestory.com or ameliafortes.com and on all social media i'm the Fortez. so on i'm very active on instagram and on youtube and on twitter twitter's a little bit more ratchet but you can <laughs> follow me there too <laughs> um and also uh, on facebook you can look for self-love story
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I want to thank you so, so much again uh, for for coming on. Um, and and really just kind of kicking kicking us off. you know, last week, I mentioned uh, you know what are some things to expect, and um, you know i I'd, I'd, I'd really like to say that before learning any specifics or opening yourself up to any opportunities, just like you said, um, you know it it really starts with personal development, self love, saying yes to yourself, deciding. And those are uh, those are some things that you um, you live you you embody so well, and um, and you know everybody you all heard where to find her. Please go out and support her, um, support Amelia, her organization, what she believes in, what she has to offer. Um, I mean, what you all heard is just scratching the surface of everything she has to offer. So, thank you again, Amelia, for for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Reese. Um, This was a blast, and I can't wait to be back.
0: Absolutely. Well, all right, everybody. Until the next time, pass peace.